0: For Ministry podcast, my name is Joy, and today I'm excited to sit down with our good friend Samantha Reed. We are going to be talking about raising kids in ministry, not because we know what we're doing, but because we think it's an important conversation that we need to have. Stay tuned, Sam. We are going to be talking about raising kids in church, something that you and I literally know nothing about zero nada, nothing about. We are going to talk about something that we know nothing about in hopes that we will learn about it.
1: And hope that that the people who are listening will give us all the advice. (laughs) Give us all the
0: advice. We need it. Yeah. Yes, we do. So on that note, we are going to start with talking about the best pieces of advice that we've heard about raising kids in church.
1: So the best piece of advice that I have received about raising kids in church was absolutely nothing. No one gave me any advice about raising kids in church because people don't talk about it. I mean, it's not you, like, it's not raising kids in church. It's raising kids, being in the ministry, having a family when you're in the ministry, when you're PKs, raising pastors, kids. I feel like people don't talk about it. I got no, nothing, absolutely nothing.
0: I agree. I, I think because I was so always focused on myself, like I'm mm-hmm. doing this wrong. It wasn't until, you know, and we've talked about this a little bit later on as I'm a little more seasoned in being a pastor's wife, mm-hmm. um, that I got out of that so self-focus on me Yeah. in order to be like, okay, I, I'm, I feel like I'm doing okay now. I feel like I've got a good head on my shoulders to then like, okay, you know, what the heck, I, how do I raise kids in church? And mm-hmm. you're right. Like you and I, I think at first I'm trying to do this podcast. I'm thinking, I don't know. But then I was like, you know what? Why can't we just say, we don't know? No idea. And if we no do would... you...
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying you go into ministry and you're in ministry. And then it's just like, of course you're going to have kids. And so you do and you start a family. But then once they get to a certain age, it's like when they're babies and they're little and it's cute. It's one thing and they're little. But then they start getting to the age where like they realize I'm at church all the time. Like why are yeah. we at church all the time? And I don't want to be at church all the time. My kids are just on the verge of that stage. Like yes. church is still kind of fun and exciting, but at the same time, it's like, wait, we're going to church again for like the third time this weekend. I'm like, yes, we are. And they're like, ugh. so yeah, it's
0: yeah. Well, I think we should just, you know, take the next 15 minutes and talk about the things that we don't know and ho- like let's hope and let's ask people out there um seasoned pastors wives please emails or women in ministry who maybe you're um a woman that's a pastor themselves and you've raised kids in church send us an email like let us give us some advice some tips that we could share and we'll do another podcast and we'll share some things that we've learned yeah but, how did you do it so you said you've gotten no advice on raising kids in church i one piece of advice stands out to me um, from somebody that actually my husband used to work with her husband. So this was another pastor's wife had said to me, um, one of the things that she really tells other pastor's wives and she recommends is letting your kids enjoy the perks of being a pastor's kid. She said they have to endure the challenges of it. They have to endure the hardships of it the things like, oh, you're, you're the pastor's kid, you know? So she said that she used to tell her kids, um, and I can relate this. I used to tell my kids like, oh no, don't, don't do that. That's for somebody else. No, you, you can't do go around trunk or treat and get candy. We got to let the other kids. And, you know, it's like as a pastor's wife and as a, a mom, you're kind of like saying like, oh, this event is for somebody else or You know, you can't do this or you can't do that. And she was like, no, if there are perks, let them enjoy those because they have to put up with their dad leaving early, them staying and cleaning up, you know, you're going to five events in this week. And she said, so if they're enduring the things that are extra hard, let them enjoy the good things. And I was like, wow, I love that. You're right.
1: Isn't that good? It's good. Yeah. And I can think of one time that we actually did that with our kids. And it's funny because it was just with our daughter. So our, our boys weren't really, uh, I mean, two of my boys weren't even born yet, but my one-time grand was just a baby. But long story short, our church used to do this big event at Easter, and they they used to build every year this huge, huge slide uh, on the steps in our sanctuary, because we have steps leading up to a balcony. And they used to do big build this really big slide. And at the event itself, there's lots of kids. And so you only get to go down the slide maybe at the most like three times, because it's a really long line, and, and there's, there's certain times you can go down the slide. And so the first day of the or the the, the the at the event, we told Char like, oh, Char, like, I need we're gonna let everybody else do the slides, and then the next day after the event, they didn't take the slide down, so we just went to church and let her ride it as much as she wanted because we could, because we yep. can go to church whenever we wanted. I love and she's that. That's pastor's kid, and she get and it's, it's funny because you don't, even, I didn't even think about it in the moment, but now I look back and I'm like, yo, that's a major part of being a PK, because you can come to the church if there's something to tell you. Church, we get to go and just let them. Let them enjoy it. It's, that's really totally. good. Totally, the good stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I love that because I don't think that was something I would have like really thought of on my own. And I was like, yeah, yes. Like something inside me was like, yes, that's a hundred percent right. So, good. so we talked about the advice that we've got, and I've gotten one piece of advice. You've gotten zero.
1: <laughs> zero. So you're winning now, one nothing. Okay,
0: one nothing. But <laughs> yeah. hopefully, people will email in, and then we can, you know talk about more things. Um, So what are some of the struggles that you are facing right now or that you have faced about raising kids in church?
1: So struggles with raising kids. So my kids are still young. My kids are uh, eight, six, five, and two. And I'd say the biggest struggle that uh, we've experienced is other people thinking that they know our kids when they don't because we talk about them a lot. I'm on stage every weekend. My husband's on stage every weekend. He uses them as examples in his sermons every chance he can because they're great illustrations. Like the Lord teaches us through our children, just like, you know, we are his children and we learn from each other and all the jazz. So we'll tell all these stories and people come up to me and be like, oh my gosh, I heard you washed your tooth this weekend. Let me see. And my kids are like, who are you? Like, who are you? My stuff. Exactly. <laughs> And, it's, and how did you know I lost my tooth? <laughs> exactly. It's like, why do you know this stuff about me when I've never seen you before in my life? Um, and so for most of my kids, they're, like, super shy and they, like, don't want to talk to people. For my one son, Graham, he could care less and he'll talk to the wall mm-hmm. if he needed to. But but for the majority, it, like, kind of freaks my kids out. And so at first, uh, I would be like, oh, say hi and, like, tell them and, like like, kind of, like, kind of, like, make my kids talk to people. But now I'm, like they don't really know you. So we're just going to walk away now. I mean, I'm not rude, but it's yeah. But that's hard when people, people think they know your kids when they don't and they come up and talk to you and they talk to your family and I'm, you know, I have to try and protect my kids from that. So.
0: Right. So you've talked, you and I have talked a little bit about setting up some of these boundaries to kind of protect them from that, because that can be very overwhelming to kids. Um, and how, like, so what are some of the boundaries that you set around your kids?
1: So just like in that kind of situation for my kids, they don't have to talk to people if they don't want to. Like I said, we're not going to be rude. We're not just right. going to, like, I made a joke, but we're not just going to walk away and ignore people because people would not like us and leave our church. So <laughs> we want people to to like us and, and be at our church and love the Lord. So, um, so, of course, they, you know, we're trying to teach them to be kind and be nice people and, of course, acknowledge people. But at the same time, if someone's asking for your hug, you don't have to give them a hug. If someone's right. asking for a high five, if you don't want to, and being able to protect them and their personalities and, and their own boundaries. Like if Graham wants to give someone a high five, of course he can, because he's comfortable with that. But if Charlotte, who rarely ever wants to do that, I'm not going to force her to.
0: And yeah, that's good.
1: Sometime, and sometimes you have to be a little, I wouldn't say rude, but a little, a little like blunt with people and be like, listen, my daughter's like, not, she's shy and she's not really comfortable with that. So she's just not going to give you a high yeah. five right now. And like, I have to kind of be there for her and say that for her when she can't yet until she can kind of say it for herself.
0: Right. And I love that because I think when I was growing up, we were kind of like raised in that, you know, you have to hug everybody and you have Mm -hmm. to, you know, like talk to everybody and don't, this will come off as rude. And so for me... I like that and I've I've started to instill that in my kids. And I will say it definitely is harder as they get older. Yeah. When they're young, you could be like, oh, you know, he's shy or he's this or that. Well, we have a 16-year-old who's highly introverted. So like if we have people coming over from church, we have to prepare him Mm -hmm. and we have to like give him the expectations. And I know that sounds almost weird for like a 16-year-old, but being an introverted teenager. It's not that he's shy. It's not that he's socially awkward. He just, um, it is expelling a great energy for him for small talk. So we set up boundaries for him, like, you know, introduce yourself or say, hi, can you talk to us for 10 minutes? And then, you know, before they leave, can you, and we try to gauge where he's comfortable. And I feel like the older they get, sometimes people can be like, oh, that's, you know, and it's my own insecurity. Oh, they're looking at my child like they're this. But I know my son and I know what he's been through the past yeah. year and a half with like leaving mm-hmm. our church and the church hurt that he, he was so, you know, um, hurt by like the loss of his community that for me, it's more important to protect him mm-hmm. than have then worry about somebody judging him.
1: Yeah. And it's good because you know your kids best. And so that's really... No, that's that's really good. As they get older, you know the personalities, you know what they're comfortable with, and that's kudos to you for prepping him and saying this is as this is as far as we'll go because we know him and this is our right. family plan and this is what our family's comfortable with. If other people
0: aren't okay with that, well, then that's on them. That's not that's right.
1: Not you or me or anybody else. So that's
0: right. Good. And I think being confident in that as a mom, as a pastor's yeah. wife, because mm-hmm. you, like I said, it that person might you know, that church person that's coming over might not even think about that at all, but my own insecurity goes there. And so being Mm -hmm. confident in yourself and like one of the, the boundaries that I set is I always want my kids to know that they come before the church. Yeah. And I think I learned that the hard way. I feel like I didn't always show them that. Mm -hmm. So I'm totally messing up as I go along there's times Mm -hmm. when, you know, we've pulled off an event and it was a huge event and my kids were involved and we're helping and I'm there like snapping at them and getting short with them. And, you know, we mess up. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, what I'm trying to do is say, you know, to James, my, my 16 year old, like you're the way you feel and your personality and your, you are more important than the church.
1: Yeah. And that's good because it, as I think what 2020 and quarantine has taught us this year is that church is not just the building. Church is not just a service church and and stuff. And church is not just an event. Like you can have church at home. And so if you're going to miss an event for something for your family, like as long as your kids are have relationship with the Lord and love the Lord, missing one event's not going to ruin everything. The church is not going to fall apart because the pastor's family was not at one event. Right. And so, and so, yeah, that's really good to let them know like, yes, of course, we want to be there as much as we can. Like, this is dad's job. And we, of course, want to support him and support the church. And we're all about it. But at the end of the day, yes, family comes before that hundo pay.
0: Yeah. That's good. It's like I said, you have to be confident in yourself when making these decisions. Yes. Because not everybody will, you know, think you're doing the right thing. But as long as you know that this is what is in the best interest of your family and your kids, then you make that decision. Yeah. So I think that's – That's good. That's really important. so what are some things that you have learned the hard way as far as raising kids in church? And if you have, like, one example. Hard way? um, I feel like you said something about Charlotte at some – didn't we, we you and I yeah, but like,
1: like what I was saying before, how the kids don't have to, at this point now, I can say, if my kids are uncomfortable with talking to someone, or they don't want to give a high five, or they don't want to give a hug, like, they for sure don't have to. And I think that when we first became lead pastors of the church right now, I was definitely like, Oh, Charlotte, of course, she'll give you a high five, like Shar, sure, say hi, tell them your name, tell them this. And I was very like, we have to because you people have this picture people put the put the pastor's family and pastors and their whole families on these pedestals that there are these there's these expectations of not just pastor's wives but pastors themselves and their kids That their kids are perfect their kids are super outgoing their kids will be friends with everyone and it's like everyone knows everyone in the family and i really had that picture of the pastor's family and so when charlotte was it was easy when she was little when we first got here it was just her and then uh, graham was born a few months later um And she was super outgoing when first got here. But then once she hit like three, four years old, she started to get a little more shy. And I kept trying to be like, oh, but just say hi, it's just this, it's just that. And then I realized that she doesn't want to do that. And she doesn't have to, I don't have to force her to do these things just so we have this nice picture of being a good pastor's family. Like everybody's different. Everyone has different personalities. And so I really had to like, kind of like apologize to her and be like, I'm sorry. You know, you don't have to do that if you don't want to.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's so good. Um, I think for me, well, let's go into the next question. Cause this kind of ties into what I've learned the hard way, but, um, and we've talked about this before, but what are some boundaries yeah. that, you know, you need to set, but are not quite sure how to do it?
1: So one thing that I'm not looking forward to with my kids is the life of social media. And I have like I, of course, have social media. My husband has social media. And we're on it, and our kids kind of know what it is, but they kind of go don't. We don't really talk about it too much in the house. Um, but at the end of the day, I I have no idea where to go from there. <laughs> so right. like, I'm just not looking forward to that because of course I don't want to put them in this bubble where they're never on it and they don't know anything about it. And then all of a sudden, when they hit a certain age, they have like the whole world at their fingertips. So I know that they need to have it and it it be like heavily guarded and be open communication about it but i'm not looking forward to that
0: yeah it's tough i'm not gonna lie it is tough and especially like not even just in church worlds with social media which honestly it could be tough as as a pastor's wife as an adult you know on social media and all that but as a kid or a teenager it's tough anyway and then you have you know Church world, and you're you're trying to yeah. feel out like where you fit. You know, it's
1: yeah, because people know you're a people will know that she's a her dad's a pastor, and so she if she if her or her brothers post certain things or she pictures, it it's like well that's not how a pastor's kid should act, and right. it's just like this extra layer of I don't know judgment or whatever, and it's Ugh. and even even for me and my husband, there's things that that I would like to post about and comment on, but I'm like. Uh, I don't think I should because it, like with the church and people at church see this or they know this and it's just, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. hard. It's hard to balance. It is. really hard. So I'm not really looking hard. forward to my kids having to deal with that. Yeah. As
0: well. <laughs> so. And you know what? Kids yeah. are, they make mistakes. They mess up. They're they say stupid things and there's not as much grace given sometimes yeah. for pastors, kids. Yeah. So that's tough. So what about for you? Um, So for me, if I'm being honest, I feel like I want to set boundaries around community and church community and, and how to, so, you know, we went, we left our church last year and that was really difficult for my kids. It was, especially my oldest, he, that was his group. That was his friend, like everything at church, youth group. Sunday morning, he'd be there at 6 a.m. to set up. We'd leave at 3. Like that was his world. He went on missions mm-hmm. trips. And so when we left, it was painful for us as adults. My husband and I was very painful. We were processing a lot. But for him, it was like, it was devastating because figure figure it's painful for me. And then you right. take how many years off of my life as a kid, you don't know how to process that stuff. And so yeah. I, I want to figure out how to put boundaries on guarding my kids' hearts, um, like protecting them, yet having them still invested in our church. Because yeah. when the loss came, it was really painful for them. Really mm-hmm. painful. My, my middle son, he had dreams. Like it was, I'm not going to go into like the struggles behind it, but now going into our next place, I'm like, it's weird. Cause I like, I want to. You know, my son now, my 16-year-old my doesn't want to go to the new church's youth group. Like he, like I said, he's highly introverted. He had his group, he mm-hmm. lost them, and he's struggling with... And so, you know, my husband and I, at first, we were making him, and it just wasn't good because he was still healing from his hurt mm-hmm. and what happened yeah. um, and the pain of it. So I'm trying to figure out how to put, how to protect them so that they don't go through this hurt again because... I'm worried at how he feels about the church because of it. Um, So there's that. And then also when, when do you set boundaries and like push them to be involved? You know, now he's going to be 17 in two weeks. We're not forcing him to go to this new church's youth group. We we were like, just pick one like you, you know, but it's, it's messy. There's no clear answer on how, to protect your kids from hurt. They are going to get hurt, but I don't want him to go through what he went through again. So how do I, or any of my kids, how do I protect them in the community where you're invested, but you also have, it's not your whole world because if that goes away, I don't want it to be so painful. And also when do you say, you know, you have to be involved in X, Y, Z. And when do you say, no, you can stay home and, or not go to this or not be involved. Yeah, it's when do you push and when do
1: you let like God push
0: <laughs> and yeah uh,
1: and how do you it's it's crazy because you don't know like the whole thing about their whole world not being church. I mean, I know plenty of pastors who, like the pastor before us at this church, was at this church for like thirty years and he had yeah. his kids here and they grew up here and this was their community and that was it. But then you have other pastors where the Lord's calling them all over the place and yep. they don't they can't have their whole world be be the church because then they're going to get up and leaving. And it's, yeah, it's hard. It's a hard. There's no clear. I have have no answers for you.
0: (laughs) I know. I have no answers for myself, Yeah, but it's, you know, I do know that I don't want to go by what, you know, people should assume. You know, I think it's very easy and I, I'm convicted. I could look at somebody else and be like, wow, their kids don't go to anything. Like, don't you think they should make them go like, You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You don't know. You don't Mm -hmm. know what's going on in the world. And you know what? I want to look at myself and and say, Joy, don't be judgmental because you don't want somebody to look at you and say, well, why aren't they making their 16 year old son go to, you know, there's so much behind the scenes. And so, yeah, I don't have the answers to that, but if anybody else has been through this and would love to like, write an email, call me, help (laughs) me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah we would love to hear.
1: Yeah. Life's hard.
0: So let's end with this. What is something, and I don't think I've even asked you this before. So if you don't have an answer, don't, (laughs) I don't want to put you on the spot, but other than the social media thing, like what's something you're like, Hey, I would like to hear from somebody who's done this about raising kids in this way. Like what's something you want to hear from another pastor's wife who's done this that can give you something
1: so how do you help your kids have their own relationship with the lord and not have one just because you do and just because you go to church hmm. like how do you how like how much do you push and how much do you let god push and pull them in because I can be right. like, listen, you're going to read your Bible, you're going to go to church, and you're going to love the Lord. And, but that's not going to, that's, that's probably not going to help anything. So, and of course, like right now, my daughter's a big reader. She loves to read the Bible, and my kids, they like, have the cutest, silliest conversations about God and where he is and how far away is his house from our house and like all this and all that jazz. Because um, they're adorable. little. But, it, but at the same time, like after a certain point, they're going to get to the point where they're probably going to question, like, I don't want to do this just because mom and dad do. And so how on earth do you navigate yeah. that? Because I'm just in living in La La Land right now telling them that God lives right down the street. <laughs> yeah.
0: <So. laughs> You're like, you must yeah. love the Lord and eat your vegetables. That's all I exactly. require of you. That's all,
1: that's all I require of you right now in your life. So yeah. So I need help. That's so a good with one. Old, old, older kids. How do you do that? How do you help them navigate and not force them and let the Lord them
0: the way he wants. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to pretend I know the answer to that one. (laughs) I will say I, the older my kids get, the more I pray for them. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the thing is too, like they're watching when we don't know it and how, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm reading this book. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I'm listening to this book on tape called Dangerous Calling by Paul Tripp. Um, My friend mentioned it in another podcast, but basically like it's, it's really how you are in church and what you say there as a pastor and a pastor's wife needs to be what's modeled in your home, you know? And so like our kids are watching us more than we even know. Oh, for sure. But yeah, I would love to hear from other pastor's wives. You know what? You don't even have to be seasoned if you feel like writing us and giving us your thoughts.
1: Or your yeah, question. what was your best piece of advice that you got? If yeah. other people got advice, because we got one piece between the two of us. So <laughs> if you have better friends than us giving you good advice, tell us their advice. Please
0: email us, joyforministry at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Yes, we do. Well, Sam Reed, until next time.
1: Until next time, Joy Pettibone. Love wonderful. you. Love you. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. Please email us at joyforministry@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, share us with your friends, and come back next week where Caitlin Elliott and I get to sit down with Christine Birch. This is an interview you are not going to want to miss. See you next week.